Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Uh, I am delighted and thrilled and just completely turned on to introduce you to my guest today, um, Suzanne Sinatra. (laughs) We were just catching up uh, right before we hit record and I was just telling her, you know, I was sort of reading up on her business and sort of feeling into her brand and who she is in the world. And that was this morning. And then all day, I've just been like tingling with excitement to talk to you, Suzanne. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored to be here and I'm so honored to make you tingle. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, amazing. Well, so I'll tell you a little bit more about what, uh, what Suzanne does and why I'm so turned on about having her. But first, I actually want to tell you the story of how I found her as a guest. So my whole, like, you all know as my listeners, right? That like, I just live my life by desire, which means like, I don't effort things. I don't like try to grab or control. I just allow things to appear in my life and then I follow the threads of desire. Right. So, um, I am just a hard no to like sitting around, like thinking to myself, Oh, who do I want to be on the podcast? And then doing research. And then, you know, I don't do any of that nonsense. I just sit around in my life. And then I see the people in my orbit who are wildly fascinating to me. And then I reach out to them. And so I saw, um, so Suzanne is the founder and CEO of private packs, um, which is a reimagined therapy pack that is sculpted for intimate areas to deliver discreet comfort for women. Like, can I get an amen for that? Amen. Oh my gosh, Suzanne. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I saw one of my clients posted something on Instagram. uh, Like she posted something about your brand, Private Packs. And I didn't even know what it was, but the brand was just so feminine and ooey gooey, like just gave me the tingles when I looked at it. And so, of course, I had to click on that thing. I was like, what is this? Right. And then I got down a whole rabbit hole of like looking into what it was. And then, of course, I had to reach out to my client, Sharon. Um, And, you know, I was like, girl, are you connected to private packs? Like, what is the situation? How can I get in on this? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, she's one of my friends. Yeah. Like, I'll connect her to you. Um, And so that is how. And then Suzanne was just like a hell yes. So thanks for being a hell yes. Hell yes. 
I'm here. I'm ready. Feel ready. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to um, share just a little bit more of your background and then, um, and then we're just going to dive in and, um, you know, for my, for my listeners, I think this episode is going to be like, we always ground ourselves right in the theme of desire. And, um, this is a brand that from what I can tell was just completely built from your desire, Suzanne. And so I am so excited to hear, like, you know, I think we're going to talk a little bit about your story today and sort of how the brand was created and the unique need that it's meeting um, in the market. Um, And then also, like, just in general, like, I just feel like you have so much wisdom about living in your feminine. You know, that is like literally what your brand stands for. And Mm -hmm. so I think um, my list, there's just so much for my listeners in this conversation today. Um, so let me, a a couple things I just want to say about your background that made me laugh when I was reading your bio. (laughs) Um, first of all, Suzanne says, you know, I'm just a woman that hurt her vagina. Um, so (laughs) that is where this whole thing, uh, evolved from. And, um, so that's number one. Number two is that you are a member of Sex Tech, which is a community of entrepreneurs that are united by a desire to meet the needs um, oh, wait, see, of women and remove the stigma from innovations in the sexual technology industry. Yes. So that I'm like, oh my God, that's a whole other conversation topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last thing I'll say is like, gosh, I just wish I knew about your product when I was freezing my eggs last year. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, there is like such a, such a market here. Oh. So um, anyways, before I get too excited, I would just love to hear um, in your words, like break it down for my listeners, what Private Packs is. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name's Suzanne. And what I do, I design hot and cold therapy packs that have been used back in the day for anything from a sore knee joint to a sore neck muscle. I'm sure you guys have other packs that are designed for that body part. And I've shaped them for the private body parts because every part of the human body's got a cooling pack except the privates, like the (laughs) vagina, the anus, the breast, the scrotum, the testicles. Those parts are in pain too. And I just was fed up of putting a food group on my vagina. I felt like my vagina deserved better. And I just got fed up. And I also got fed up that the only packs that I could find on the market were for moms. And I'm like, moms are not the only ones that are having things go on down there. Yeah. But no one is talking about it. And I'm like, I know I can't be alone. And I wasn't. Oh my gosh. So you're like, okay, I'm done putting frozen peas on my vulva. Yes. I would like to have a more pleasurable experience. Something that looks sexy. Yeah. Like, why is it 2015 I'm putting peas on my vagina? (laughs) It it just didn't make sense to me. 
Oh my gosh. Well, and I love what I was, you know, cruising around on your website today. And I love this thing you said. <laughs> Every time you put on a face mask, your vulva feels left out. Yes. <laughs> because you're, you're, you're treating your face, right? But that's not the only thing that needs treating. And the only pleasure shouldn't just come from sex or masturbation. It right. could just come with putting like, a hot rag on there or a private pack that's warmed up with some coconut oil. I mean, no one loves a supple vagina more than me. Oh, girl. Yeah. And she's got feelings. She has feelings. Oh my gosh. She has feelings. Well, um, in, you know, it sort of feels like you just really listened to your pussy when I you did. created this. Like, it's like, she's, I can just tell when I look at your website, I'm like, yep, that came from Suzanne's pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but there was also a turning point because I grew up in a Caribbean household where my female tribe, which is my aunts, my mom, my grandmothers did not teach me about that. Oh yeah. So I didn't show her any love until the last point of the Brazilian wax that left me with second degree burn. And it was really a ha ha a ha a ha moment in front of the freezer. But there were many times before, like I've had yeast infections. I've had maybe the dick was just too big for me and I should have known yeah. better, but I was being greedy and I was in pain afterward. Yeah. There were many instances when I was in pain and I just put up with putting peas down there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, sometimes you're going to take in a larger size cock. Yes. God bless them. <laughs> I love them. And yeah, you need a little, you need a little love for your, for your pussy. Afterward, because if you think about it, when a guy knows that he's fucked you right, they like congratulate themselves. They are so yeah. proud of themselves and you're stuck in bed in pain because you're like, oh my God, he just tore me up. And they take that as a sign of achievement mm -hmm. where for us, it's like, you destroyed us, but what about me? Now I can send the guy, but like, yo, go to the freezer and grab me a private pack. It has a name right on it. <laughs> and just bring that back to me. <laughs> yeah. And also, right. It's like, um, I, the thing that I teach in my community is really about communication. Right. And it's like really letting your partner mm -hmm. know, like, here's what feels good here. Oh, wow. That's too much. Or like, oh, that's a lot, but like, I totally want it. And then I'm going to need a private pack. You know, it's like, whatever, whatever your desire is, you should have it. Right. And communication with oneself to know right. like, oh, I'm in pain down there. I should buy something to help me. Totally. And that's what everything that I heard back from our customers went back into the design of the product. Like I made it reusable because if mm -hmm. you had a yeast infection, I don't want you to be at the drugstore every six weeks. Mm -hmm. And your pharmacist, when he sees you one too many times, like, oh, that yeast infection came back. You know what to get. Like, I just didn't want any judgment mm -hmm. imparted on my customer. So I was like, you know what? It's going to be reusable. And now that I'm speaking yeah. to investors, they're like, oh, well, we should make it one time use. No, <laughs> you're like, no, that completely, uh, it, it defeats like your, like, that's just not a part of your vision, right? You're correct. Yeah, correct. 
Totally. Oh my gosh. Well, um, so tell me a little bit more of the story of the birth of this thing. So I know you had a, uh, what sounds like was a terrible Brazilian wax gone yes. wrong. Yes. And then, you know, tell me sort of what evolved and how you followed the thread of your desire. So the thread of my desire just came from being in front of the freezer and being fed up. <laughs> and I decided to make something for myself because I couldn't put peas on her. So what I ended up using was a water bottle. Mm. because it had no sharp edges to it. And I sat there with that for like 15 minutes, but I had to get ready because I had a date later that night. And I'm yeah. like, this is so inconvenient. And I can't sit here for 20 minutes because I have to go put my makeup on to get ready to go out on this date. So I looked online back in 2014, this actually happened. Yeah. And I couldn't find a vaginal ice pack. I went on the date. I came home. I told all my friends what happened because I'm that friend that says, don't go to that spa because they ripped off my vagina or go to that spa and get this esthetician. She was great. And yeah. from my research at the time, I realized that waxing had evolved. Now wax is soft. It can mm -hmm. get hard where it peels it off now. Now they have oil and sugaring, but comfort down there has not evolved at all. Right. So yeah. I kept working through the product. I learned about patents. Now, my background, I come from Wall Street. Mm -hmm. I worked in many marketing departments for Deutsche Bank, UBS, Morgan Stanley, the big, the big mm -hmm. ones. But this just wasn't my desire. Pushing paper was never my desire. And private packs helped ignite a mission in me that I didn't even know was there. And it was a flint of, we have to do something about women's health. And mm -hmm. I've always been a person about, don't just say something, do something. So I decided to do something. Well, and what do you, oh my gosh, I just love that. Like pushing paper around on wall street was not my desire. It was good money. I love making money. That has not gone away, but it now in, at 47, I yeah. thought of the idea when I was 37, um, you know, it's just much more mission driven now. And it's okay if I eat mac and cheese all day because I like making a product for women or for Evolva owners because you don't have to be female to use our product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I, so wait, this is like 10 years in the making. Yes. So when they say it takes 10 years to be overnight success, it is true. It takes a long time. Wait, so and then, what was... Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so tell me like, um, so you had this experience of this wax and sort of walk me through like the whole 10 years of the evolution, you know, like where were you in relation to your desire? Cause one of the, one of the things that I talk to women about is the power of holding your desire, like really holding it and nurturing it. So what did that look like for you? You know, you're pushing paper around on wall street and you have this desire. What was that like? So my, my road was very different than most because I was going to be finished up at Deutsche Bank on August 31st, 2017. And I was going to launch my crowdfunding campaign on September 1st, 2017. However, two weeks prior, I got diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. Mm. 
And then that quickly progressed to stage three. And my doctors told me that I couldn't launch my company while I was going through cancer treatment. And that's when they did not tell me, but I learned the hard way that many women suffer with chronic vulva pain. And then because I was on chemotherapy, they induced me into menopause. And I had no idea that vaginal dryness was a symptom of menopause. Mm. I thought it was only hot flashes and night sweats and irritability. I had no idea until I had to deal with it myself. And at that point, we had already gone through making the product, finding a factory. So we were ready to launch. Um, So through that personal pain again, it pushed me even further to keep working on private packs throughout my cancer treatment. And it actually was a great thing to be working on because it helped me keep my mind off of I was dying and I was trying to save myself while also making arrangements in case the cancer continued to grow and spread. Wow. Yeah. It really is my desire for female health. Uh, yeah. That, you know, I was just, um, I was just talking to one of my friends today and she, she's starting a podcast and I was sort of helping her with brainstorming and it's going to be all about women who have just, who are, you know, wildly successful. And, and she wants to focus on like the, their darkest moments, you know, and the thing we were talking about is like every woman who is you know, a big success has really hit, had a rock bottom, at least one big rock bottom moment. Yes. I had my rock bottom moment on October 31st, 2017. It was the dare I had to go on welfare and I had no idea how I was going to feed myself and how I was going to keep private packs going. If I had no money, I had none. I had to go on food stamps. I was I was broker than piss broke. That's like pebble broke, I guess. I don't know. I was really broke and my spirits were broken. And at the time I was finishing up something to do with the patent, but then I was also um, finally like my will, like who was going to take care of my estate if I died and who was going to be my patient advocate in the hospital if I didn't wake up from surgery. So it was very, it was a very difficult time in my life. I definitely hit rock bottom. Wow. I just got tingles, like just the, um, imagining I, the journey of going, you know, being on wall street, pushing paper around, having this vision, right. Starting this company. Right. Yeah. And then like being weeks later, like being like, wow, I'm going to actually need to go on welfare. And like really facing the, the sobriety of that. Yeah. Eight weeks later, it wasn't a long time. It was oh. eight weeks. Cause I left so Deutsche Bank weeks. on August. I left oh. Deutsche Bank August 31st and that I went on welfare October 31st. I was crying Ooh. like a baby. I never cried wow. so hard before. I had nothing. What were you thinking? Like, like at that time, what was going through your mind? What was it like? And I, I want to zoom in on this because I think it's so important, especially for women to hear this from other women who have really been there. Like, yeah. What tell us like the juice there? What, what was that like? 
So I looked at my bank account and I was overdrawn like a lot of money. Mm. And that's when I had to have a come to Jesus moment with Chase Bank and say, oh my God, I have to go on welfare. So when I went to welfare, I was crying in the office because I had no idea how I had gone from working on Wall Street to eight weeks later, fighting for my life, completely bald and completely broke, not knowing how it was going to turn out. Yeah, it was a real it was a huge question mark. And at this time, the cancer was still spreading, but we hadn't realized until uh, like two weeks later. Wow. Yeah, it really it really took losing everything. To really realize that when I got the diagnosis, that wasn't rock bottom. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there was a part of me that said, if I make it out of this, I'm pretty unstoppable. So at that time, I thought of everyone that put me down Mm -hmm. and that kept me going. It was like, kind of like, screw you. Watch screw me you. come back. Yeah. Watch me, bitches. Yeah. Oh. It really was watch me, bitches. So I have a list of everyone that gave me a hard time. Wow. Listen, anything you have to do to keep it going. Listen, if sometimes you have to be petty, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Whatever you do that can pull you out, <laughs> because sometimes desire isn't enough. You need to feed desire. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's pettiness. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Well, you know, what I, what I hear in this is, um, like you, we all have, um, like a different shadow sides to us, you know? So I have one of my shadows is like a dark queen bitch, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and oh my gosh, when she comes out, there is so much power there, you know? Yeah. Um, And so what I hear in what you just shared is like, you just had approval for the shadow, like for some of your shadow side. Definitely. And my shadow, if you're a Marvel fan, anyone uh, is Jean Grey. She was Jean Grey in Marvel comics. Okay. And she became the Phoenix. And I actually have a necklace That is reminiscent of the Phoenix, like coming up from the ashes and rising. Wow. Yeah. Because I just didn't think I didn't believe in myself that I could do it, but I knew I could. I just had a little flint of a spark that let me know that I could do it. And I also didn't have a plan Mm -hmm. on how I was going to do it, which left me very unsettled and feeling uprooted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that feeling of like almost being on a free fall and then just not having any sort of a net, you know, like all these things that we think, oh, I can rely on, you know, my job, my money, my foundation, you know, whatever else you have, your relationships in your life. Right. And when that stuff starts getting stripped away, all of a sudden it's just you standing there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's that's when desire became my compass. 
because the only North Star I had was the company. So it's like, did I live for the company or did the company save me? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. And how did you, um, well, I can just imagine that it was really a trust conversation at that time, like a minute by minute, like, do I trust myself to do this? Wait, do I trust myself? How did you get in the practice of trusting yourself in this place? I had a conversation with my mother and I had been fighting cancer by myself, but the surgery she came down for. Mm-hmm. And she and I were talking about, I had to negotiate this deal with the packaging person. Mm-hmm. And my mom's an avid watcher of Shark Tank. And she felt like she's Kevin O'Leary, which is Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I can't go back to this woman with this lowball offer. That's mm-hmm. disrespectful. Yeah. And my mom said to me, she's like, Suzanne, you are so weak. I was like, I'm weak. I was like, I'm the strongest person I know. And I know many people. She's like, I'm like, I said to her, I'm like, just drop my name in New York and someone will know me. I was like, and I'm the strongest person I know. Are you kidding me? And that was a turning point that made me see myself in a, as a confident woman. It was that conversation. Mm -hmm. And that conversation, again, maybe it's the pettiness that wanted me to show her that watch me come back from this and I'll be better and stronger than I was before. Wow. You really um, get ignited. Oh, yes. Like the um, your your shadow side, right? Wait, what was yes. the, char- what was the Phoenix. character's name? Phoenix. phoenix oh my gosh yeah. the phoenix yeah what i notice is you just um in the in the face of adversity right your phoenix side gets activated and you're like oh no yeah yeah yes i have that phoenix and you're completely right because that is what happens like i've had some people just be very disrespectful which is fine mm-hmm. yeah. and I will write back, like, I am too dope and too fly for this nonsense. So please, I'm over this conversation. Yeah. And it really does take someone to not believe in me to, for me to see that, which I am working mm-hmm. on because I want to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I love this because, um, I mean, one of the things I talk about in my community and with my clients is really just having approval for that part of us, you know, the, like all the parts of us, even the reactive right. parts, right. Where we're like, I don't know, is that my highest self? I can't tell, but it's like just allowing yourself to have approval for like, okay, there is something that is driving you forward, you know, and, and just allowing yourself to honor that. Right. And I think it also comes from coming from an immigrant family, also giving myself permission. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to take a nap. Yeah. It's all right. It's not a bad thing. It's not a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to dump a guy first instead of waiting for him to dump me. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's fine. 
He won't like it. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. But it's giving myself the permission to do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, and I'd love to hear what, um, what are some of the ways that you've grown with your permission? Like as your business has grown, what Uh have you noticed? Like, oh, I'm now giving myself permission for that and that. Um, A no from someone, because I am raising money from investors, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's not a hard no. It's a soft no. Uh, The hard no's are when people insult you. Because uh, I don't want to deal with you. Just because you have money doesn't mean that I'm always going to want you in my life. Because when you take outside capital, that's usually longer than a marriage. But I just don't want you. So I'm never going to ask you for your money. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if I don't want an investor. It's okay. I don't want a guy, mm-hmm. even though I really want to be in a relationship. It's okay to have a relationship with myself, which is like really something I'm really trying to work on mm-hmm. again. Cause I wasn't raised from my female tribe with that mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for um, just sharing. So vulnerably where you are like this is um gosh everybody listen to Suzanne like this is the kind of feminine leadership that we need in the world like women who are just willing to be brave enough to say this is where I am with this I'm working on my relationship with myself and that's very hard to say out loud yeah now definitely more it's much better now than it was even just like two years ago Um, but it is necessary. And sometimes to even say it aloud, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Everything's going to be, everything's going to be fine. You've been through worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have literally been been through worse. worse. Yes. The cancer battle (laughs) and welfare all at the same time. And then, you know, for your listeners, worse is not dependent on my bar. Like you don't have to say, okay, well, Suzanne had cancer. That's when it's really bad. No, worse is what is worse for you because for everyone, it's different. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I really resonate with all of this. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, for me, I, I received a multiple sclerosis diagnosis you know, and had a flare up this past year and like really had to say goodbye to some parts of my business that were just no longer in alignment with who I am, you know? And that was like such an ego death, you know, and to go through it right along with a health challenge like that. I mean, oh my gosh. Right. You know, also things, sometimes I use a thing pre-cancer Things are really bad. Sometimes things are not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes things are just fine. Yeah, things are fine. It's all right. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, um, so what has been um 
just your biggest learning about yourself. It sounds like you're really working on your relationship with yourself. So what has been, you know, what are you practicing and what have been some of the, um, the learnings in that journey? What I've learned is that journaling really helps. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that during COVID, cause I'm here in New York and we're, we never got out of lockdown. It feels like to me <laughs> yeah. for this year. Um, what I've done, I've really noticed a lot about myself. For instance, when I work out, even though I really hate it, it does make me feel better. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. okay to want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that it's okay to be an emotional eater because I didn't know I was an emotional eater before. And when you're running to and from the city, always in meetings, having coffee, having dinner, you really don't realize when a meal's tied to an event, you actually may still be an emotional eater. So I'm really taking the time to observe some of my habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where, I think that's where it all starts is just getting real with yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. oh this is a habit I have. Right. And so many people just go down the path of making themselves wrong for it. Right. Right. And it's not that it's wrong. You make the decision. Do you want to fix it or not? I I don't want to fix that. I drink coffee hours on end. I'm okay with that habit. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And it works for me. Yeah, exactly. It's like just, um, allowing, and this sort of ties back to the permission conversation, you know? Yes. It's like, you know, this is only a conversation, you know, between yourself and, uh, you know, a higher power, whatever higher power you subscribe to. It's like, it's, that's it. It doesn't matter what other people think you should do or shouldn't do or should eat or, you know, whatever. Right. It's like, this is a conversation with yourself. Right. Um, you know what else I gave myself permission on? What? It's okay to not write back to a text right away. Oh, girl, preach. It's okay. That person, unless I'm meeting up with the person and they're lost or something. Yeah. No, you don't need a response right away. It's okay. You'll be fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. I am such a yes to this one. I am definitely the queen of like three days later, like, Oh my gosh, let me go through all my texts, see who I didn't respond to, you know? And, um, and it's okay. No one's dying. No one's dying. And if it's important, they'll text you again. They'll call you. If it's really important, they'll call you. Exactly. 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 Um, well, so tell me a little bit, um, I want to shift because I'm so curious about, um, the world of sexual technology. Yes. Tell me more. We're a, we're a fantastic bunch. Oh my gosh. Tell me more about this. Cause I, I'm realizing I'm like, I actually think that I just given the work that I do, I feel like I'm sort of like a periphery, like, um, you know, on the periphery of this conversation, but I haven't, uh, I haven't actually, you know, talked to a lot of people who are in the industry. So just for people who haven't even heard about this as an industry, I would love for you to share just what it is. And, and then we can kind of go from there. 
Yes, sex tech is any innovative company or even educators that want to enhance the sexual wellness of others. Mm, Through technology, I presume. Through technology or through education, through innovative ways. So for instance, if you're an educator and you want to provide an online course, that's innovative. As compared to back in the day, you'd have to go in person or, Mm. you know, seeing a sexual therapist. And then for us that are in tech, it's either addressing pain or pleasure using tech like Bluetooth, innovative Mm -hmm. materials. So we, I address uh, pain management for the private body parts. So we're considered sex tech because of the body part. It is Mm -hmm. the vagina for the first product. But I also straddle with health tech because Mm -hmm. we are a class one medical device. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. We got multiple industries going on here. Now that is hot. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, I think that's what female wellness is all about. It's like meeting females where they're at, either Mm -hmm. through the therapist, through product, through information. Yeah. It's all incumbent to women being better educated and having products that actually fit their needs. Oh, yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, so what are some of the trends that you are seeing in sex tech? Because I feel like in the pandemic, at least from what I can tell, it just seems like that has provided a um, a slate for just different product innovations. Right. All of a sudden people are like, oh, let's like beautify our lives. If we're just going to be sitting here at home, like what else are we doing? Right. Yeah. And I do feel like say persons on the pleasure side with the products. They're not like that hot pink and the blues anymore. They're much more toned down, muted colors that are designed ergonomically for a woman's body. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it is really enhanced during COVID and has spoken Uh to women because sex tech sales have gone through the roof over COVID. Totally. What are some of your favorite um, other sex tech products? I love Dame products. Mm-hmm. They make a product called um, uh, Eva, which is a hand-free vibrator that goes underneath the vulva lips and stimulates mm-hmm. the clit, but leaves a vaginal opening free for penetration. And um, I also, I'm in menopause and I love, 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 love their lube, Alu. Oh my God. It is the best uh, thing. If I could base a chicken with that thing, I would. Whoa, what do you it's love amazing. about it? It's the velocity, the fact that it's not mm. sticky and it's not gooey and uh-huh. it doesn't make me feel sticky after penetration. It just dries up and my body just soaks it up. Oh, I love wow. all Dame products. I love Unbound and I love Get Mod as well. But Mod is much more of a sexual wellness company. So they're not just toys. They mm-hmm. also make like candles and um, wipes and other products for the body, like self-care items. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Wow. And tell me about like, who are these other, um, these other women that are in the industry with you? Like what are, what is the industry like? What are these women like? What does the connection feel like? The connection pre-COVID was amazing because we would go to events together. We would actually yeah. even meet up for drinks and so forth because it is a small group and we 
are always fighting someone like the PayPal's, the <laughs> Facebook's. Uh, so we tend to group together like we did a protest last year against Facebook. And we all just gathered like in midtown Manhattan and protested right in front of their office buildings. And because they don't allow us to do ads, but they allow companies that address our rights on dysfunction to do ads. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. It's well, I mean, it is definitely for me in the work that I'm in, right? I am not even in like I'm not a sex product, but I talk about, you know, I talk about yeah. sexuality in my business and you know, I'm really starting to be pretty careful on social media because some of my posts get censored or taken taken down or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm literally talking about a woman's clitoris. I use the word clitoris. The anatomic name. Yeah. Yeah. And they have an issue with this. Right. And it's like, I am, (laughs) I am providing education and, you know, support and like a whole different kind of conversation, right. That women love. And meanwhile, it's like being censored. Yes. It's crazy. Bananas, (laughs) but it is the world we live in. Yes. But also, so the women of sex tech, and that's the name of the website, women in sex tech, and it's made up of educators, therapists, product designers, CEOs, anyone that's in the space and we're open for everyone. Wow. All genders. That's amazing. And is this a New York based group or is it nationwide? Nationwide. International actually. Oh, I love this so much. Wow. Um, Well, so as we start to um, sort of land the plane here, um, is there anything else that you want, um, you know, women who are hungry for desire that they just need to know? It's, I believe for women to really want desire that don't know where to start, I would definitely say it's important to have a clear mind mm-hmm. and let the voices in. And that may sound a little woo-woo, but it's really important if you're, have, you're quiet to actually let the heart speak and listen to that Mm. instead of everyone else. Yes, totally. This is why I, um, why I support my clients to do meditation and, you know, to really be with themselves because you actually have to slow down. Yes. To be in a conversation about desire. Yes. And thankfully COVID did force me to slow down. Hmm. Yep. Totally. Oh, I love that. Well, um, so we are in the show notes. Um, obviously people will get access to your social links and, you know, all of that mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, what do you want to say about, yeah, women who are interested in the product, where should they go? What should they buy? What do they need to know? Mm. Go to privatepacks.com, buy one pack, <laughs> two pack, or three pack. And in your show notes, we're going to include a discount code for your listeners. Amazing. I love that. And they're reusable, right? So you, the idea yes. is that you just like buy a, one or two of these packs, right? Yes. And then you, you buy just- it. Yeah. Yeah. You just buy it based on what your needs are. If you just 
need one pack for your, you know, eight week Brazilian wax and you buy the one. If you have a chronic infection or you always have painful intercourse, have two. So one's in the freezer while you're using one because it takes two hours to cool and 10 seconds to heat up. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, Amazing. Suzanne, thank you so much. You are just, um, you're such a gift in the world. Thank you. So are you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just, I'm just blown away by your story and your company and, and just everything that you stand for. Thank you for giving a shit about this. (laughs) It's surprising how many people don't. So it's my true honor to serve women or to serve any vulva owner. Any vulva owner. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, um, and thanks everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.